This is Original Six. You know, boys, I have a feeling that this shall be a good episode of the podcast today. <laughs> it hasn't even been 10 seconds. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the only best, brightest, bluest Toronto Maple Leafs podcast out there. The original six podcast. Zach Mullen joined, as always, with my co-hosts. <laughs> I'm trying to like imitate Ryan. Uh, Paul Ananitis, Ryan Savine. How are you guys doing? I just have one thing to say. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Amazing. Standing ovation. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. I'm fired up. This is purely going to be a good episode with a K. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's, I don't know. I liked mine better. No offense, but also a pretty good one. I don't know. Paul, you got anything? No, no. All right. Well, he's got a butt hurt. He's got a butt hurt. He's got a hurt butt, <laughs> but he's butt hurt. Come on, Paul. You'll have to join us eventually. on like getting those dad jokes in. Now, like yeah. the Shalgren jokes. The Shalgren jokes. For context, for anybody listening who is stuck under a rock and hasn't been uh, watching the Leafs this week, Eric Shalgren, goaltender, rookie from the Marlies, made his first NHL start and was oh. fantastic. So he was, yeah, so we're getting, and he spells his name like K-A-L-L-G-R-E-N, and there's like an accent in there somewhere, and it's like pronounced Shalgren, but it's with a K, so very many shawl jokes today um we may have to write them all out so we can actually see them because like we'll say it and then like you won't really understand but we will try and write them out and maybe we'll make a graphic that's what the the graphics guy gets paid for so make him earn a salary <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> so uh yeah welcome back Thanks for joining us. As a reminder to always uh, follow and subscribe on all your different streaming sites, uh, platforms. We do have a YouTube channel. If you want to go check out some old videos we have with uh, recordings from some pretty famous hockey players, if I do say so myself, possibly Daryl Sittler, if you hadn't heard that one yet. It is on YouTube. It ain't so. so. Yeah, we also have a, a, a TikTok account, post some pretty fire content, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what do you know? Trying to act so surprised, but yes. Uh, so yeah, go follow, subscribe, and you'll get more content from us, which is what we try and do every week. So no record predictions correct between the three of us or between anyone um, online. If you follow us on Instagram, you know we post weekly uh, predictions about what we think the 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 game, how the games are going to go this week, what the Leafs record is going to be after this week. Uh, and so if you comment and get it correct, you will get a shout out on the podcast. But not a shout out, just a shout out. Just a shout out. You're not Shalgren. Exactly. Shalgren gets shout outs, but you people get shout outs. <laughs> okay. Next. Okay, Don Cherry. <laughs> no, he said it right. <laughs> I know. Don, Don Cherry oh. would have said something like way different. He would have, I'm pretty sure he would have just like spelled it out the way he saw it. He would have like Colligren. Col- colored greens collared greens collared greens in net for toronto how do you like your greens oh me i like mine collared <laughs> collared oh gosh this is already starting out swell anyway so some main talking points that we're going to go through today is obviously about Shawgren, austin matthews what the goaltending situation looks like for the leafs moving forward have the leafs turned a corner some trades that are going around uh, in the NHL, some of them taking place as soon as, what, like 10 minutes ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, We're currently recording on Wednesday, March 16th at about 8.45 p.m. So some big trades already happening, even though the trade deadline isn't for a few more days. But yeah, so that's, that's some stuff we got coming up. But going back this week, games this week, so up and down in terms of, Loving it, hating it, mostly hating it, 
being frustrated, <laughs> and then being satisfied. So, first game, Paul, take it away. Yeah, so this was definitely a frustrating game for sure. Of course, the Leafs get a 5-4 overtime loss versus Arizona. However, this game is interesting because I don't think the players had a bad game. I think they they outplayed Arizona. They were in their zone for a long time. They're doing everything right. It's just that Peter Morazic played terrible, and he really gave us that loss. I think if we had decent goaltending that game against Arizona, it would have been a completely different game. Going down 4-1 isn't easy to come back from, but obviously the Leafs managed to come back and put it into overtime. And then this is where it got interesting with the referees. They weren't calling very... Ryan, what is that face, man? Yeah, I can't focus when you're, when you're doing that. <laughs> I'm just having fun, buddy. <laughs> I know. But anyways, so the refs weren't calling much all game. And... Oh my God, Ryan. Like, like come on, man. Buddy, I'm and, just trying to drink my coffee here. Yeah, but you make the silliest faces before you drink the coffee. and, and the, That's just my normal face. And the Zoom meeting's literally on you, so all I can see is you in the camera. Buddy, put it on gallery view. I did. It just, it just, it just switched when you started talking. No, that means it's not on gallery view. Oh, who cares, man? Anyways. Doesn't want to see my face. It's okay. I'm not offended. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, so the referee in this game was was definitely controversial for both sides. Like there could have been a lot more penalties this game. And the one that really stood out was in overtime when Matthews was going back to try and stop a two on one, but he was getting held and it was clearly a penalty. Like they were holding a stick back. He was like calling for it. And then because of, because of that, no call, there was a two on one and Jacob Chickren scored an OT for Arizona to win. And Matthews was not happy. He was yelling at the refs at the end of the game. And, and just, it could have been a completely different, game if there was more consistency in the refs and obviously if we had better goaltending so that was the the first game of the week and it was very interesting yeah but like like the refs in that sense like it doesn't matter in the overtime it did like was that a penalty sure like yeah 100 that was a penalty should have been called but the point i would make is the, the game never should have got to the point where a stupid call in overtime costs them the game. And I know usually I'm harping on the team and, and this, this game, it might've just been Mrazek, mm-hmm. but when, when he's in that, he's part of the team, right? Like, and, and I get it. Arizona has been scoring a lot lately. Sure. Um, they still suck. They do. So yeah. to go down, yeah. I don't know. What was it? Three, one. It's, it's unacceptable. One. Whatever one. it is, it's, it's unacceptable. And to me, you can't really complain. Like, sure, it was a penalty. You can't complain about that being the reason why they lost. Like, that's what I've been seeing a lot of people doing online. Like, you you should never have been there in the first place. The main reason we lost was because of bad goaltending. Like, there, if, if we had decent goaltending, it wouldn't have been a 5-4 overtime loss. I think someone needs to buy Mrazic a GPS. Oh my lord! Yeah, Honestly, was, this guy does not know where his posts are. He, my my dad, I showed my dad the goals against that Mrazek let in, and I didn't give him any context. I was just like, "Okay, hey, this is like Mrazek was really bad here. You want to see what the goals were?" He, he, I showed my dad the first one. He's like, "Where is he going? Literally. Why is he so far out?" I'm like, "I didn't even have to tell you. Look at where Mrazek is. You already knew that he was like at the blue line. I I don't know. It's it's pretty ridiculous." We need to like we need to like have strings attached to his back so when he slides he doesn't slide too far he's attached got to it. the post. I've got I've got it. Oh no! All right, like fresh out of jail, the guy needs an anklet, like an ankle monitor, <laughs> and if he goes out of his crease, it beeps and he has to like rush back before it like explodes and like takes off a leg or something. He's he on house arrest. He would lose a leg. No, no, no. He was he's on crease arrest. The first crease arrest. Yeah, he's on crease arrest. Oh my goodness, Morazic's on crease arrest. <laughs> Honestly, if he ever plays another game as a Maple Leaf, that's what should happen. He's on crease arrest. We're gonna put an we're gonna put an ankle bracelet on his on his left skate. You guys think he's played his last game as a Toronto Maple Leaf? Yeah, I hope so. I, I think so. He better. Like my thinking with that is, who's gonna take him? No one. Just send no. him to Robita Island. He's not injured. He's just lost. Oh. If that ankle goes off, he'd be pretty injured. 
that's true. Conspiracy theory. Uh, Ryan, yeah. take the next one bef- because this one's an, another interesting one. Right. So I have a surprise for this one. Yay. Um, uh, so it, it does involve a costume change. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to back out of my chair because I have everything here. So you guys talk about uh, Kit. Okay. I know our. our... <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right. I, okay, he did not give us a heads up on this at all. Uh, I was a surprise, man. <laughs> all right, Paul. The argument that people were having was mm-hmm. that the ref they were refereeing in the Arizona game as if it was a playoff game. Do you agree with that? Uh, ew! Oh, you know what? No, my question doesn't matter because Ryan, Ryan, can yeah. you inform the audio only listeners at the disgusting thing I'm seeing on my screen right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's called Paul's face. <laughs> Paul, Paul is just like, fro- <laughs> I thought his screen was frozen, but he's literally just sitting there looking in disgust. Yes, uh, understandably so. I am wearing a, a Buffalo Sabres jersey. Is that Tyler uh, Ennis? It is Tyler Ennis. I hate you <laughs> so much. Did you guys see the hat I'm wearing? Heritage, Heritage classic. classic. Wow. Yeah, but you got to take that jersey off now. I got it at the game. Not the jersey, the hat. You got it why at do the you game. Have a, why do you have a Tyler Ennis Buffalo jersey? It's signed. It's Who signed. cares? It's worth like 10 cents. It's Tyler Ennis. No, not that side. I'm going to like smack my chair into the desk. Oh, there it is. It's on there the, it uh, on the, the, on the, the six. six. Yeah, top of the six. Maple Leafs legend, Tyler Ennis. There's still a tag on it too. <laughs> it was actually mailed to my house, but that's a story for another time. By Tyler? Yes. What did he do? Hit you in the face with a puck? No, that'd be pretty cool, though. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm wearing this jersey because I'm at, at because I'm at, because because I'm an idiot. That too. I know yeah. you are, but what am I? Um, oh my god! I was at the Heritage Classic. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs sucked. Like, boy, did we ever! That that to me, like the Heritage Classic, is one of those games you look at like marquee special occasion games. You're like, this is a game we get up for. Like, this is a game. Whatever we're going through, whoever's in net, like whatever our record is, you know, you show up for this game. Yes, sir. And and. They, they just didn't. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like part of me, didn't. part of me thinks they, they showed up for it and the game kind of got away from them and they allowed that to impact their kind of just outlook mentality the rest of the game. Um, Kasha had a nice goal. Matthews had a nice snipe and it, it was like back and forth a bit at the beginning. Then you had that weird goal uh, against that Brody kicked into the net, which seems to be the second time a Leaf player have directly or indirectly caused a goal against because they've kicked the puck Brody and Marner last week. Um, what are you smiling at? Buddy? I just dropped my phone. Oh, that's, you, sh- you shouldn't be using your phone while we're recording, pal. I was looking at if there was any trades. Oh, fair enough. Uh, and yeah, and then you have that awful goal that Morazic let in from which one? Zone. Uh, it was basically on the red line. I think it was <laughs> Mr. Rosa, middle stat. I can't remember who scored. That I mean, that one was just brutal. And then from there, the game got away from them. They weren't they weren't really like playing all that well. Um, and then the whole Matthews incident, right? So if anyone who didn't see that part, Matthews and Darlene were going at it, and Matthews just said, "You know what, Rasmus, you look a little hungry. Here, taste my stick." <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Oh wow, Ryan! <laughs> I feel like if you if you didn't say anything, it would have been all right. But You're right, he cross checked him in the face. There we go. With his stick. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and he got a two-game suspension. Um, and that that was kind of just, like, the mentality of the rest of the game. You're, like, frustrated, aggravated. Like, I feel bad. Like, at the game, obviously, I, I worked part of it, so I didn't have to pay to get in. <laughs> Flex. I know. Um, but... Like, think of all the, the, these fans. Like, like, as a player, you owe a service to your fans. Mm-hmm. Like, you owe... I play your best every game. Exactly. And, and the players will tell you that, too. 
And this, this was an expensive game. People I talked to like at the game paid upwards of 200, 250, $300 to see this excuse of a hockey game from this team who, you know, the best part of their game was probably the outfits they showed up in. No, Matthew's coin. I don't know. I think the outfits they showed up in would have been nicer jerseys than the ones they wore, but yeah. Hmm. Inexcusable effort. If you ask me worse than the Arizona game, I don't know, but but no, definitely a bad game. Uh, would have been a lot more pissed if I paid for my ticket. Hmm. Wouldn't blame you. Yeah, it was just, yeah. You know, I'll say this about Mrazek. For me, I thought he started off on a decent enough foot. He, yeah. he looked, he didn't look stable, but he looked like his reflexes were there. He was making some good saves and then it just seemed to kind of get away from him. He actually wasn't bad in the first period. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, went downhill from there. It did. Zach, end us off with a positive. So after that brutal game, we go back. We go back. Well, we're still in Canada, but we go back to Toronto. Leafs are hosting the Dallas Stars. So out of these three teams, which of these three teams do you think would be the hardest to play? Like most Dallas. likely to lose. Buffalo. Dallas. Well, knowing the Leafs' history with Buffalo, yeah, yes, yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah Buffalo. Well, but in but terms realistically, of Dallas is the best. Oh, Arizona. Team. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. It, the, answer, the correct answer, Ryan, is Dallas. Oh, Dallas okay, is the bad. best team out of these three. Which of these teams did we was the only team we beat? The Dallas Stars. 4 nothing win against We didn't Dallas. even let them score a goal. We didn't even let them score a goal. Really good. Uh, com- like complete 60-minute effort. This is we've been looking for this for months. We've been talking about this for Back. months. We've been looking, we've been you guys, asking like, for do this. You, do you remember what the last the last game this season would have been that they actually played like a full 60? Which game? When was the last I, I, game? I, that's I remember I'm, that's what oh, I'm saying. I don't the know. games I against Edmonton last year where we like shut out McDavid and Dry no, the yeah. only the only one I can think of recently would have been the second back to back game against the Devils. Oh yeah, yeah, because we got embarrassed the first night, and they're like, "Okay, hey, it's enough." Yeah, legit. Anyways, yeah. keep going back. So this was a complete effort. The biggest storyline going well, there were a couple of storylines going into this game. The first one was Shawgreen making his first NHL start. I think that said a lot about. Um, you know, we gave Morazic to start in the outdoor game, which, in my opinion, was the correct call. It was the only call. You you don't start him, you lose him. You he has no confidence ever for this team for end times. But who would have confidence in him anyway? <laughs> yeah, well, not us anymore because he we started Shalgren and he made a thirty-five save shutout performance against the Dallas Stars. So not an easy shutout. He had a lot of saves. There were a lot of shots. Okay, the, Ryan made a good point about shots. That was probably the only thing um, that we would, could have done better is allow less shots. Other than that, really, really good. Like, like really good. Yeah, like if that's the thing you're nitpicking out of a game, like I'm fine with that. If, yeah. if your one negative takeaway is you allowed too many shots. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, comes away with the shutout. Uh, John Tavares had a goal and an assist. Mitch Marner had two assists. Morgan Riley had two assists. Uh, yeah, it was just a Nylander just, got robbed. Nylander got absolutely robbed. That was one of the he, nicest saves I've ever seen in my life. That was, he, that was pretty spectacular. It was. It would have been a great goal too. Nylander celebrated. Really cool yeah, one-handed backhand tip. Yeah, it was disgusting. And then Ottinger was just like, "Oh, I'm out of my crease." Like Peter Mrazek, nope. I have a glove. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Highlighted the game for me. Labushkin absolutely decked Jason Robertson. Oh, yeah. He clocked him. Absolutely decked. I wonder how Nick feels in that situation. Is it like, haha, sucks to be you? Or like, okay, like, Ilya, like, don't don't kill my brother, please. No, no. He's probably thinking, haha, sucks to be you. Probably. I mean, like, you know, sibling rivalry stuff. I wouldn't know, but anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Complete effort. It was good. So, good. This, it's such a weird because that game was so good. 
what do you guys think about like the teams play overall, like all three games together? What do you think? Subpar. Like, subpar. Yeah, I'm sure the Dallas game is great, but based on the way they've been playing, that's the outlier. I'm not as I'm not as mad as I was the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah, that's for sure. You don't have a beer I, beside you. That's true. That's for next game. Um, Hopefully not. I, I just I'm just at this point, like you know, this team is above what they're playing like. So hopefully, you know, a better game against Arizona that you know you could pin on goaltending not solely, but a big chunk of the reason why they lost the outdoor game. I mean, like, I don't know. You could say what you want the ice, but it, it goes both ways. It, they just didn't play well. And then a good game against Dallas. Like, I guess by that logic, two out of three games this week were good or like. Okay. Hey, one game was perfect. Yeah. One, one game was perfect. And then one was slightly below average and one was much below average. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Subpar. Subpar, yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Well, after this subpar week, uh, the Leafs are now 38 17 and five, which is good for third in the Atlantic. Haven't heard uh, that before, yeah, no kidding. I feel like we've always said the Leafs are third in the Atlantic every week, and hopefully, it'll stay that way because looking at the standings, there's, there's a, a scary monster right behind us, and I, I don't like the scary monster. I hate them. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what team it is. You already know what team it is. Yeah. Uh, they're two points behind us. So not great. Um, yeah. But anyway, moving on to some Leafs latest news. Uh, I'm going to start with the Matthews suspension. So Austin Matthews is suspended two games for a retaliato- retaliatory cross check to the face of Rossman Stalin. A lot of people were upset about this because there have been similar plays and much more dangerous plays in the league that have been resulted in $5,000 fines. And so people are saying, oh, well, this is like not even close to that. Why would they suspend Austin Matthews? Stuff like that. So, Paul, I'm going to start with you. I just want to know, like, do you think the suspension was okay? If it wasn't, like, why? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's fair to suspend it, but I don't think two games is a fair amount. Like when he did that, when he cross-checked Darlene in the face, I go, he's probably going to get suspended one game for that just because he cross-checked someone in the face. But but as you said, like there were much more dangerous plays this year with cross-checking that have occurred and they have only been fines. And Matthews has no prior history. So I guess George Powers is just mad at Colton Norsta. For what he did to him. Do you That's give, all I have to say. Do you want to give people some context? <laughs> yeah, so Colton Orr probably took George Paros's life when he fought him one game against Toronto. So George Paros was on Montreal. Colton Orr was in Toronto. They're both goons. So of course they had to get into a scrap. And Colton Orr had a good good punch on him. And Paros's face went to the ice first. And you can probably tell from that that he I think he just got knocked out cold and had to go to the hospital for sure so I mean Leafs Nation is just savage for like just the Twitter comments after the Matthew suspension was just that picture so I mean like it wasn't nice but what two games I don't think is fair if it was one game I'd still be upset but I feel like that's okay what can you do now really let him serve it. Hopefully he's pissed off and he comes back. Just, I don't know how he can play better than he is now <laughs> really, but I mean, hopefully he's pissed off and he just comes back more mad. I guess the same monster that he was before. Mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, agree, disagree. Yes. And no, I mean, for what he did a hundred percent deserve the suspension. I mean, you could like, Jawbreakers Candy might be suing Matthews for copyright infringement. <laughs> um, but what, like, where I kind of, what I view this as is, we know Matthews has a history, or I guess there a lack thereof, of drawing penalties. Compared to <laughs> players of his caliber, for whatever reason, he draws significantly less penalties. So, 
usually when you know kit hits the fan and yes. and things aren't going his way or the least way he shows his determination and anger by scoring goals and just taking over games but frank like that's not always going to happen he's not going to have his a game every night although lately it seems that way he's not going to have his a game every night so he got mad right like the guy's got to stand up for himself um he's a big boy yeah he took it a little too far i have i do like what he did though me too. I do like that he stood up. I mean, I don't know if Darlene should have even gone after him in the first place, but he is now going to start to send a message. And I think his play lately, not only his goal scoring, but, you know, we've seen him throw the body around, throw some more hits in, in his game lately. Mm-hmm. You know, that on top of this incident, well, Darlene says, you know, like, just because I'm not drawing penalties doesn't mean you can take liberties with me. And I think that will do wonders not only for his confidence but i think people will also respect the space that they might have to give him even more so mm-hmm. and, and and you know what like suspension aside hopefully it opens up the eyes of the nhl and the referees and saying like this guy actually should be drawing a lot more penalties yeah he is i don't have the exact numbers on hand but the last time i checked he is ranked 402nd in drawing penalties in the National <laughs> Hockey League. 402nd for the best goal scorer in the league in terms of drawn penalties is ridiculous. McDavid is, I don't think he, I don't know if he's first or second. Bunting's up there. Yeah, Bunt, I was going to say Bunting's up higher. there. Yeah, Matthews, Matthews has drawn like, I think it was four or five. And McDavid's drawn like 43 or something like that. <laughs> like, and you can't say, oh, McDavid's a fast skater. So that's why he drew, what, 30, whatever more penalties? No way. Yeah, like Matthews is pretty fast too, especially with the puck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my two cents on this. Should he have been suspended? Yes. Should everyone else who had been doing stupid stuff that got fined been suspended? Yes. Is the league going to suspend them? No. no, because the league is... Uh, and I'll inconsistent. give credit. They're inconsistent. I'll give credit where credit is due. I heard this on the radio. So I was listening to Jim Ralph, who does color commentary with Joe Bowen uh, for the Leaf games. And he said one thing he pointed out was that the league gives suspensions for ret- retaliation. So they're essentially sending a message that says, hey, you don't get to police the game. That's our job. So if you do something that that's suspension worthy you're and it's a retaliatory you're more likely to get suspended which is flawed thinking in my opinion because then i'm like okay well then police the game properly so the players don't have to do it like cause and effect kind of relationship but yeah that's the message that they're trying that they're trying to send is we'll let the officials do their job let the officials call it my the officials is, aren't doing their job though they aren't doing their job, which is and like the biggest and I don't blame Matthews for being upset. He was furious in the Arizona game because he got held by the guy who held him and then went past him and then scored the game winning goal. That was that was uh, oh, I was mad for him because oh, I was, I was so like, mad. you got away with something you shouldn't have done and you got rewarded for it. And there was nothing. Didn't blame him for being upset whatsoever. And now he's getting pushed around and no calls getting drawn. So can't blame him. I agree. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, well, moving on to some happier news. Eric Shawgren is a stud. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> on the, the rundown, I wrote down he's a stud. Um, typical Leafs fans were probably all like, this is the answer. We don't need to get a goalie. We have Shaw. No, we need to get a goalie. I don't know if many Leaf fans are saying that, buddy. I've I don't No, there's a there's a lot of those like you see people on Twitter that are like Leaf fans that are like, oh, "Oh, we don't need a goalie now. Go after a defense because we have Shawgren and he can all all of the the very intelligent, level-headed Leaf fans on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so my question for you guys is until the Leafs get a new goalie, I'm I at this point, I think it it happens. I'm like 95%. They get somebody. I don't know who that somebody is, but they get somebody. Until that point, do you start Shawgrin saying Campbell doesn't come back? Do you start Shawgrin every single game until then? No. I'll start with Ryan. Yeah. No, you don't start him every game. 
Um, look, I mean, Keith has already announced he's playing tomorrow night, I guess tonight when this comes out against Carolina. That's a bigger test to me than Dallas as a, a much better offensive team. If he plays well, give him the next game, sure. Um, I Part of me is like I'm done with Morazic and I have no faith in him. But at, at this point, like his ceiling is higher than Shalgren's. So, so like, uh, I think he's past the point of redemption, but he's still the better goalie, even though he's not playing well. So I, I think the answer is you ride Shalgren while he's hot. And if he cools down, you have to throw it back to Mrazek. Mm-hmm. Okay. So say the Leafs don't get a new goalie. You, we got what we got. Then when do Jack Hammer have comes- a great explanation for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jack Campbell comes back. He's due, I think he has one more week out that he's supposed to be out with his rib injury. Say he comes back. Do you see so now you send Shalgren down to the Marlies? No, because hopefully Mrazic's gone. But, but oh, if, saying, we get a, if we get a goalie, then yes, we're probably going to have to. Say he isn't. Say Mrazic is in the blue and white. Which is a very... Po- like real possibility it is a probably the more likely option out of the two that that we don't acquire a goalie um help us. I, I don't think you have a choice i mean you're over the roster spot you're not sending down a defenseman no and we don't have the same luxury of forwards we had at the beginning of the season i don't i don't think you have a choice hmm. unless you're like balls to the wall and and try to wave Morazic and not care if he gets picked up, but no one's going to pick him up anyways. No, no, someone, someone to pick him up. I'd be pretty surprised. If no, someone, someone, someone would pick him up for sure. Because like you said, he that's a goalie, a like, like goalies, goalies are harder to come by. Like, even if they're struggling, like that's a guy, that's a, that is a goalie who, who we've seen in the NHL be very good mm-hmm. for Carolina, obviously. With he had a better team. defense around him, but, but he was still stopping pucks. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, not he, now he would get claimed. And then the issue becomes, are you comfortable going into the playoffs with Shalgren as your backup? And, and to me, the answer is no. No. So, so that right there is telling that he's the one you drop because if you're sitting tight with your goaltenders, it's got to be Campbell Morazic. They just have to be better. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And like some numbers that are not accurate because they're at the top of my head, but Shalgren has like a 3.0 goals against average and like a 903 save percentage at the Marlins. He's not 904. Like, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. I remember from what they said yesterday. But you know what? Like, as, as true as that is, I actually heard them talking about uh, something on the, the broadcast last night in that looking at a goaltender's numbers in the AHL might not be indicative of like how, like their progression. You know, if you're looking like he's only like just above a 900 save percentage in the NHL, it's probably going to be lower. They were actually saying that the NHL is more predictable in what players are going to do. So it, it's less guessing for the goaltenders. So they actually might be in a better position to succeed in that sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. Like, like you, like in the NHL, like, like you're, you're facing the Leafs, you know, what Matthews is going to do. He'll probably still beat you. He's going to snipe Geno's on you. Right. But you're not going to know what Tim McDonald is going to do to you playing, you know, <laughs> for like the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Yes, love that team. You know what Mitch? You know what Martin's gonna do? You know what Martin's gonna do? He's gonna pass the puck, right? So I, I mean, it's not gonna be the case every time, but you know what McDavid's gonna do? He's gonna skate around five players and then dangle you and score. You like you can't stop that. Yeah, but at least you know it's coming, and you you probably better defense in front of you also. Yeah. Okay, so we should just wave both Campbell and Mrazek and let Shalgren be our starting goaltender, right? Good lord. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Mm. Paul, you got Best... any any changes you would do that? What? No. Any changes? No. Any changes to what Ryan said? Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all? Okay. All right. I love Shalgren, by the way. But anyway, moving on to the Leafs injury report. Now, unfortunately, Mullen MD is out with a short-term concussion. Memory loss? <laughs> short-term <laughs> concussion. Short-term short concussion, t- like short injury. Ter- Did he give you that injury report? Because he's a doctor. It doesn't sound very accurate. He doesn't, he doesn't like me, so why would he give me anything? But your brothers. 
Yeah, I know, but he just doesn't like me, so. All right, it's fair. Yeah, so I think I what I'm going to do why. is I'm going to split this up. So I'm going to say, Paul, tell us tell us about Jake Muzzin. Well, Jake Muzzin is a, is a big boy. He's a defensive <laughs> for, the, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's a big boy. Woo! <laughs> Hey, you asked me about Jake Muzzin. I told him about Jake Muzzin. Tell me about Jake Muzzin. He's got a a nice lumberjack beard, number eight on the Leafs. Okay, tell me about his injury. For his injury report, um, he's supposed to come back sooner rather than later. And that's all I know. (laughs) Because I was not not ready for the injury report. Yeah. Back to you, Zach. Back to me. Cool. Yeah, uh, Jake, from what I know, Jake Muzzin has been skating. Uh, positive signs that he's going to return before the end of the regular season. What that will do for the Leafs cap hit, I have absolutely no idea. It'll hit us. But sure. people are hoping that he is back before the end of the regular season, just so he gets warmed up for playoff time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we hope he makes a speedy recovery. Next, Ryan. What happened? What happened to, to, to Jackie C? What happened? Yeah, not not Jackie Chan, but this Jackie Chan to the to the red uh, lobster lever. Paul Paul and I said it best. So so before the Leafs announced what the injury was, they said Jack Campbell out with with minor injury. And there was an interview I think with Morgan Riley where he said he's been dealing with something for the last little bit. And I said yes, bad defense. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a rib injury, mm-hmm. so maybe he went for ribs at the lead, red lobster, and that's what's wrong. Um, if you went for ribs, it doesn't, it doesn't lobster, like lobster ribs. ribs. No, just like rib ribs. Ew. Like like human ribs. Sure. Because yes. There's no beef ribs there. I I guarantee you there is. Anyways, probably. I'm gonna look it up. Don't oh, don't look. Oh my god. Anyways, Keep going Ryan. Yeah, he's got a rib injury. Give it give it a couple weeks. He'll be fine. It it, it honestly probably serves him well to like rest, recuperate, like spend some time away from the team. Like he probably needs it mentally just like some time off and you know obviously you never want to see a goalie hurt it doesn't sound serious so hopefully he comes back and he's good to go Ooh, they have mozzarella sticks oh my god <laughs> i know i was looking for what is this uh, going through the menu cheeseburgers they have set chicken sandwiches no ribs <laughs> no you're ribs. wrong ryan <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah, Damn it, so man. they have steak though. I think. Yeah, but ribs is a stretch. They have kung pao noodles with chicken at the Red Lobster, but they don't have ribs. <laughs> what is this menu? This is so interesting. Anyway. Yes, thank uh, you. Anyway, Zach can have the kids yeah. menu. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, I I don't and, know if it was and, obvious and, that he was dealing with something, but he just I'm looked off now. for a while. So. Not really surprised when they it's came so out. ironic, eh? What the ribs? No, that that Campbell's been playing bad, and then all of a sudden he has an injury. I mean, I'm just like take him out for two weeks, let him de stress. If anything, who cares about the ribs? Just like let him I agree. mentally, <laughs> I be, do mentally be there anyway. I agree, I agree. Moving on, uh, we kind of already talked about goaltending moving forward, so. Based play based on the opponent. This is something that we've noted in the past, and we've kind of like joked about it about like all oh, typical Leafs doing blah blah blah. But you know what's actually evident now is losing against bad teams and beating good teams. We uh-huh. lose to Arizona. We lose to Buffalo more than once, and we beat Dallas, which is a I think they're just outside of a playoff spot right now. They're a fringe team, but they are a good team. Mm-hmm. Why? First of all, why do they do this? And second of all, does this give you this written any solace going into the playoffs? Solace. Solace. Oh, solace? Been... Like no soul? Like a solstice. Like I, I, I don't know. That's what. Ryan, I don't know, but if we this... can play against good teams and and consistently play against good teams, I guess you're playing good teams in the playoffs, so that'll help. But obviously, with mm-hmm. the Leafs. Record in the playoffs. Who the hell knows anymore? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Actual Ryan. Do you want to? <laughs> sure. Do you want to? Yeah. You guys um, are taking too long. 
Yeah. So like part, part of me looks at this like, great, like we're going to play good teams in the playoffs. Let's, let's show up for those games. But clearly that has not worked out for the Leafs over the last little while. Um, so what that says to me is that this team is inconsistent just from their mindset and how they prepare for each game. So look, I'm not saying the team has to win every game, you know, play every game. Like it's game seven on the Stanley cup. That'd be great if we got there. Um, but you, like, I understand not every game has that level of importance, but when you're consistently losing to, you know, teams like Arizona, Buffalo, close ones against the Kraken, like something has to give. And I, I just don't, I, I don't think it, obviously it's not a way to succeed. Right. And is it great that they're playing well against a good team? Sure. Because you want to beat the good teams, but you should also be beating the bad teams. It just seems like they go into the games against the bad teams and being like, okay, boys, we're losing this one just because we feel like it. On the bench, they're talking about what they're ordering at the Red Lobster after they win instead of focusing on the game. Exactly. And and someone on that bench is upset that they don't have ribs. Ryan Smith. Hey, that's me. I'm on the bench. Yeah, on the bench. Wow. Sick. This guy made the big leagues. Yeah. I I don't know. It's almost like they just don't have reasons to play hard sometimes. Like, they kind of go in with this swagger being like, we're the Leafs. We're better than you. We don't have to try. And then they don't try until, like, five minutes left in the third, and they're down by two goals. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, the best team in the world, and they're (laughs) shredding the other team. And then it's too late, and then we lose. And it happens like consistently. The biggest thing with the Dallas game that I found was they had a reason to win. There's a rookie goalie starting his first NHL game. You have a reason to give him a win. And your best player is not playing. And your best player is not playing. And Nick Robertson is facing his somehow three feet taller brother, (laughs) Jason Robertson. Clearly, what the hell happened there? Yeah, I've seen so many people asking how, why. That's okay. Jason's adopted. He's also much better at hockey. You heard it here first. Fantastic. Yeah, they're both very good at hockey. So I guess guess they're related somehow. So we need a reason to win. I don't know why they haven't done this in the playoffs then for the last like three years. Because that is, I I didn't want to, I didn't want to stretch it so far. But like, yes, so far, like you have a reason to win. Can you win, please? Thank you. Yeah, that's my the Leafs, my the Leafs need to learn to consistently play as if they're losing and get in the mindset that when the puck is dropped, they're losing the game. They need to play as if every game starts to nothing for the opposition. Because when the Leafs are down and playing well, they're much more controlling offensively. They forecheck better. Their defense is stingier. The goaltenders kind of come up to the challenge. Like when when they are playing, you know, last five minutes of the game, trying to score that one goal, it's a a completely different team. Mm -hmm. We play better when we're down by two goals. It It just shows. It's a desperate hockey, and they don't play enough of it. They do not play enough desperate hockey. A desperate, like, we need to try and do everything we can to win right now. Like they, they need to, you're right. They need to play with a full 60 minutes with that. I don't think they did that against Dallas. I wouldn't say they played desperate, but they played well. They didn't they have played, to. Yeah. They didn't like Dallas had a lot of shots, but they didn't really like, yeah. I don't know if desperate is the right word, but, they, but they need to play. Like if they make a mistake, the game is over kind mm-hmm. of hockey. Like they need to play smart, error free, motivated hockey. Motivated. For sure. Motivated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So knowing that they need to play motivated hockey, which they did in this last game, do you guys think the Leafs have turned a corner? So they played a good, so you could argue they played a good game against Arizona. They just had things go not their way. Um, Do you guys think that the Leafs can start playing good on a consistent basis for the rest of the game? We have 22 games left in the season. Can they we play can, consistently for 22 games? We could play consistently for 82 games. We just don't. We're just stupid. 
But I, I, I don't know. Like, it's so tough with this team because you never know what you're, they're, what they're going to give you. But, I mean, if we're playing Florida three more times, Tampa two more times, and Boston two more times in those 22 games, then, yeah, I'm sure we can play pretty consistently to make sure that we secure a top three spot. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, I have no idea with this team. Yeah, right. Because they're never consistent. I mean, like, we've seen the capacity that this team has had as, as early as earlier in this season, you know, the beginning couple months, they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. After that one bad stretch they had, like, two, three weeks in, they, they played lights out hockey. Like, December was a franchise month for them. And, you know, not that long ago on the podcast, we were talking about, look at these goals against numbers. Look at the penalty kill numbers. Like, this is a defensive-minded team, and they're playing good defense. Well, the penalty kill still doing well. Yeah, the penalty, yeah, I'm just, yeah. We, you know, we were, we're talking about how good they were defensively and the players are all the same. In fact, we've added a better defensive player to our group in Labushkin. So, so, so what, what's caused this? I don't think the goaltending has helped for one. That's for sure. Not, not to say it's the reason it hasn't helped. Uh, I think they're getting in their own heads. And they just need to focus on basics. I, I understand what Keith is doing with the lines and trying to find what works with Muzzin out. But when you're not playing well, you, you need some sort of consistency with the defensive partner. Um, frankly, I think Sandine and, and Lilligan are bad defenders right now. Sandine had a great game at, uh, against Dallas, though. Yeah, but there, to me, there are, there are a very significant amount of defensive lapses in both of their games. Mm-hmm. for the role that they have to play on this team. Yeah, agreed. And, and that's why we've always been talking about how the Leafs need to go out and get a defensive-minded defenseman because we only have one. Mm-hmm. Brody, Brody, I guess... Labushkin's pretty defensive-minded. Okay, he's yeah. physical. Yeah. I, uh, I don't he, think like defensive he is defensive-minded because he's not offensive-minded. Yeah, like I don't think that in physicality yeah. is... Like we need exactly. another Jake Muzzin, like a gritty sandpaper... If you come into our zone, you're going to pay for it. However that may be. Physically, I'm going to take the puck off you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Labushkin does a pretty good job clearing the net. Yeah. And so I, I think he's been great. We've talked about that. But mm-hmm. to me, this team. We need another D-man. We, I, I honestly, like, I know we've spoken about trading um, Robertson and how I'm on board for that. I'm on board to trade one of Sandine or Lilligren. Like, I am very not against that. If I had a choice, though, I'd probably pick Lilligren. Yeah, to I trade, to trade, not to keep, to trade. Yeah, but I'd rather keep Sandine. The, I guess, but Sandine's role with has more Riley, with Riley being locked up, Sandine's role will never reach the potential it can. As long as he's on the same team as Riley, that slot is taken. Not to say I still wouldn't love to have him. He was the Morgan Riley replacement. But now we don't need to replace him, so now he's just there, right? And do you What's look wrong at with maybe, having another Morgan Riley? Nothing, but maybe teams take more for Sandine than Lilligren, knowing what you know his offensive game could be on a bad team where he's getting twenty minutes a night because he's a top pair guy with a lot of potential playing on the first power play. You never know. Like, look at a team like the Seattle Kraken. Let's say, would you trade Sandine for Giordano? No, I would no. I Jordano's going to be a rental. So? I don't want to give up Sandine yeah. for a rental. I'll trade Sandine for Jacob Chikrin. Okay, that, that's a better better example. Obviously, there have to be more there, but that's what I mean. Like, we don't... Like, holding on to, to, to young players for potential sake is not right in my books. Right? Like, there's, there's a need on this team and a long-term need so address it. You want better defensive defensemen? You have to take offensive defensemen out of your lineup. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. It's true. Building, building off that, say the least, don't get a defenseman. Everybody gets healthy. I'll cry. Who, while Paul is crying, who, who are you putting in your lineup? Like, what's your ideal pairing? We saw in the Dallas game, a uh, new pair with Riley. Again, I swear everyone's played with Riley. <laughs> is Labushin playing those top line minutes with Morgan Riley. And he seemed really good. I'd really like to see what happens against Carolina. I think they're going to stick with the D pairings. So I'm interested to see against one of the top teams in the league, what that pairing does. What are your, what are your, your three pairs? 
Like who's sitting, who's in, who's out. Lilligren's probably out. I'd say Lilligren and Dermot are out for me. Dermot's probably going to get traded. Do you think Sandine, you'd have Sandine over Dermot? Yeah. Yes. Because at this point, like we, we know what you're going to get with Dermot. At, at, with Sandine, there's a higher ceiling to reach. I'd probably, I, I think, I think he's already equal to, if not a better player than Dermot. For sure. To me, w- whether or not like this influences my pairings, I'm really curious to see Muzzin and Labushkin together. Yeah, I, I I would pay to see that. I'd like, like to see them not. I'm really that. I'm really curious to see that because then you can have Riley Brody with Brody as your top pair. The only thing it, it kind of leaves me with is you don't have that defensive minded player in your third pairing, unless you're considering Justin Hall, but. Maybe him on the third pairing alleviates the issues that we're seeing because he's been on the second pair. He has like, played better recently. I'll give him that. Yeah, like we know, we know Muzzin he can't, can't play worse. That's true. We, we know Muzzin can't carry him, but but maybe if he's a third pairing, consistent third pairing guy, third pairing minutes, not getting top two line matchups like he would with Muzzin, and he's playing with a guy like Sandine, like maybe yeah, it, that that could work. Maybe the matchups, right? Like I think. I think when, when Muzzin comes back, the first thing I try is him and Labushkin. If that works, great. You know what you've got. If not, I, I think you throw Hall back with Muzzin and you rock Labushkin, Sandy, and bottom. Yeah. Got I like it. Paul, what do you have? Do you agree with me? No, I, I agree. I was going to say uh, Riley Brody, Muzzin, Labushkin, and then Hall and Sandine, because as you said, I kind of wanted to see the Labushkin Muzzin pairing because they're so similar and they're very gritty. And I think they, I think that as you were saying, the matchup would be better. Like I trust Labushkin more playing against second line, first line, second line for other good teams than have Hall play against them. For sure. Plus, you know, you throw them in defensive zone for faceoffs. Like you, you exactly, you, you put them in positions to play defense because you trust them to do that. Very true. What do you think, Definitely Zach? Agree. No, hard to agree. I do want to see Muzzin Labushkin. I don't know. I like that pair, but I could also like seeing Labushkin staying with Riley. And I only have a very small sample size to go off of, so I, that's why I want to see more of it. Because now I feel it's interesting. Like, what does Muzzin and Brody together do? Like, that's it sounds weird, but I would want to see it before I start making judgments on it and stuff like that. But my Most my likely. issue with Labushkin and Riley together is that we know the liberties Riley can take sometimes when he wants to join the play offensively and that I don't trust Labushkin enough to cover for that as much as I do Brody. Like playing with a, a guy like Riley, like you have to complement his game, which I think that part Labushkin, sure. But like if Riley's joining the rush and it's a forward coming back, like if it's a two-on-two with Labushkin and... Andre Kasha, like, I'd rather Brody there. Brody compliments Riley well. They're a really good pair. Hands down. And I think to succeed, you have to give Riley the best possible partner, which is Brody. Like, until Muzzin's back, sure, give it a try, all you want. See what you got there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Moving on, because we are running out of time. Uh, In terms of possible D that we could bring in there's a couple of guys that have gone off the market uh first was uh, a big name that had been talked about in possible trade speculation was uh josh manson josh manson from the anaheim ducks who was traded to of course the colorado avalanche because they need a better team right Mm -hmm. anyway yeah they got he got traded for prospect blue liner drew hellison and a second round pick in the 2023 draft anaheim also retained half of Manson's 4.1 million salary. It's ridiculous. Why can we do that? Absolutely ridiculous how much of a steal that is. I would do that deal for a first round pick and a top prospect if I'm the Leafs. Why couldn't Dubas do that? Like, like I don't think Hellison is a top prospect, but he's like like a let's say a tier two. Sure. No, take a tier one and a first, retain 50%. I'll take the rental. Hands down. Yeah, I get very surprised. It was, uh, I don't, I don't, 
I know how they did it. <laughs> like they and they retained half salary too. Like that would have been a key to him coming here. Uh, now I did hear rumors that Manson had a no move, uh, ten team, no trade list, and that Toronto was on that list. Well, that'll do it. I don't blame so, him. That could have been. Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely rather go to Colorado. Like looking at that team, what what you can add as Josh Manson, that's an easy choice. Yeah. 100%. Playing with Nathan McKinnon. So. so Manson's gone. Ben Sherratt, as of about an hour ago, traded no. from Montreal to the Florida Panthers. For more uh, than Manson. For more than, which to me is ridiculous because I feel like Manson is a way better option than. Sure Manson not. was the best option on the on the on the market. Yeah. Do you think it's better than Chikrin? I mean, for the price, for what, for what the Leafs need, yes. Okay. Because Chikrin is great, but he's not. He is, and he isn't the like defensive-minded defenseman. To me, Chikrin's more of like a Brody with more offensive flair. Can play a two-way game, you know, responsible in both zones, but not a stay-at-home defenseman. I'll take a two-way. Like, as long as you can play defense, I don't care. Yeah, it's a guy okay. with term. He's 23 years old. Take him. Mm-hmm. Take him. I would pay so much, so much to Arizona if they would retain Brody, not retain Brody, retain Chikrin over Shit the salary? next two seasons. Yeah, retain 50%, and we pay more for it. First-round pick, Nick Robertson, Travis Dermott, prospect. Done. No problem. Like I've said before, I don't care what these prospects become if we're kit by the time they they make it. You know, if we suck and we hold on to all of our prospects, that's great. Matthews and Marner will be gone. So who cares how good they are? Trade them. Trade them. So if these if Manson, Sherratt, off the market, who's your number one? You get to choose one defenseman, and you can you can say Chuckard if you want, but like who's your one defenseman that you're gunning for? <laughs> he's also injured. He, he's, he's out, what, two to four weeks? Two to four weeks. But apparently he's supposed to start skating at the end of this week. So so that's that's the thing, too. I mean, he, he could be out, let's say, by the time you get him in a, a three weeks. Playoff start. And he's in your lineup. He's a great player, but, like, you know, there's other things that go into that. Like, how does he mesh with the room? Who's he going to play with? All of these factors. Like, I guess long-term, he's the number one target. But I have one guy in mind, realistically, that's not Chikrin. Who do you have? Hampus Lindholm. Yeah. From Anaheim. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. How about both? Oh, wouldn't that be you know, nice? You know, no, this is what I want. This is what I want. Ready? Chikrin, number one target. Underrated. Good defenseman. Mark Pissick. Yeah, you've said his name before. Uh, Buffalo, right? Yeah, he has very good underlying numbers. He just plays on Buffalo. But it's like Labushkin on Arizona. Yeah, but but like Labushkin had some areas of his game that were mm-hmm. not fantastic. Like um, off the rush, Labushkin is not as great as he is, you know, like in his defensive zone. Like, go look at Mark Pissick's stats. Like, this guy's a, a decent defender. Like, very decent. Third-pairing guy, probably wouldn't cost you a lot, doesn't make a heck of a lot of money. See what you got? You know, maybe in a deal to get Chikrin and Pissick, like in two separate deals, you send out Hall, Dermott, and Lilligren, let's just say. Get rid of Hall? Done. Hall, like, you'd have to for salary, but Hall, Lilligren, and Dermott, and then you run seven defensemen. Riley Brody, not in any order of pairings. Riley Brody, Muzzin, Chikrin, Pissick, <laughs> Labushkin, Sandin. Interesting. Nasty. But I, like to me, like at this point, Dubas has to go for one of Lindholm or, or Chikrin. Anything else is not success. Literally. You know, if, if you don't want to go long-term with Chikrin at the deadline, go Lindholm and, you know, talk to Arizona in the offseason. Just, you have to hope at that point he doesn't get traded at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, who knows? Some people were saying um, Justin Braun. Oh, yeah, from Philly. My, yeah, my issue with Justin Braun is he's 35. This is not a long-term solution. This is a... Rental. 
rental. Like to me, that's like similar to a Pizik. Yeah, Pro- probably similar. I probably go Pizik if I had to choose one. But mm-hmm. there's another name that was in there. I'll throw but... it on the Sabers jersey again. Don't, 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 don't do that. Please don't ever do that. Anyway, moving on. We are running out of time. Uh, so, yeah, just some some quick standings updates because now I think we have to take a look at what standings are like. Twenty two games left. Florida is in first in the Atlantic Division with 88 points. Tampa is in second with 82 points. Toronto is in third at 81 points. So right behind Tampa, uh, we're one point behind them, which is pretty surprising, actually, because I figured those two teams would have a huge jump on us. So that's great. Uh, One thing to note is that in the 22 games that we have remaining, exactly half are playing against playoff position teams. And as we've talked about, it looks like the Leafs will win all of those 11 games and then lose the 11 games against teams that are not in playoff positions, most likely. And right behind us in fourth in the Atlantic Division, currently in a wild card spot in the Eastern Conference, are the Boston Bruins with 79 points. They are they have one more loss that we have as a win. So they played the same number of games. They just have one more loss. They're right behind us. They play us two more times this season. Uh, boys, are these games must-win games? Very quickly. Yes or against no Boston? answer. Boston? Hell yeah. Against, against Florida, Tampa, Boston, all must-win games? Yeah. No yes. question. We need those points. They don't. I, I, I don't think the answer is yes, but the answer is more yes than it is no. Why aren't okay. they must-win games? Because like like sure there's a bigger swing when you when you play divisional opponents, but you know, if we're playing New Jersey in, a, in this week, you know, that's gotta win that game too. Cause every game should be every a game, is game a must you win. try to win. Yeah, not a must win, but a game you should be trying to win. Like we should never be in this position. That's that's the problem I have with it, is that we should have been playing good enough hockey for this not to matter, not to not to be a pressing issue. It's tough with this division, though, because we have Florida, Tampa, and then Boston's also really good. So, like, the four teams are going to be bouncing up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if the Leafs, like, to me, to be successful, the Leafs need to play 750 hockey the rest of the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, win every th- win three out of every four games. Yeah. Hard agree. Definitely agree. Um, do some math, some quick, easy math numbers. Go in, um, like, play- 16 games out of 22. Give or take. Yeah. 16, 17 games. Yes. I think I think you're correct. I'm not going to. It's not exact because four doesn't go into 22, but close enough. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Leafs play Florida three more times this season. If we win all three of those games, we're one point behind them for the lead. So some food for thought. But looking to the week ahead, we play none of those teams in the week ahead, so we can forget about them for now. Thursday, we are hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. I believe it's the St. Pat's game. Yeah, I would assume it's the St. Pat's game. Correct. Uh, it's nice to see those green jerseys come out and, and nice green graphic on Instagram. Yes, sir. Can't, can't wait for that green graphic. Thank you, media guy. Uh, yeah, and looks like uh, Calgren, Shalgren. Wow, I knew I was going to do it at least once. Shalgren is looking to get the to the nod against Carolina, so that'll be a very interesting game. Saturday, we are against the Nashville Predators, and then Wednesday against the New Jersey Devils. So last week, I believe no one, well, none of the three of us got our record predictions right. So I guess we can all just say our own. Uh, Paul, I'm going to start with you. I'll go 2-1-0. My thought? Uh, There's no thought. I just guessed but realistically, I'd probably think that I'd probably think that we actually beat Carolina on Thursday, lose to Nashville somehow, and then we usually play pretty well against New Jersey in like the last two three years. So I'll take a dub against them. So two one and zero. Okay, Ryan, you looked pretty upset when Paul was doing his announcement. Yeah, because I swear this guy just copied what I wrote down. Yeah, because I was the time. third guy to come in here. What what other choices? I'm not going one one and one. Go three zero and zero. Nah, we're not gonna do that. Oh three and zero. Yeah, great. Hell no. Only room for not disappointment with that. Mm. 
two one and zero. We play two good teams. Play one bad team. Uh, we'll probably beat the good teams and lose the bad teams, but that doesn't always work. So we'll probably win two, lose one. I I think we'll beat Carolina. We've played them well. I think we had one of our best games of the season this year against Carolina. Um, I think playing against Freddie is a good game to get up for. So looking for a big win. Yep. Hard agree. Uh, I did not copy anybody when I made my prediction because I made it first. Uh, and anyway, the numbers are different because I went 2-0-1. I think, uh, I think we're going to beat Nashville and we're going to beat Carolina. I think the Carolina game isn't going to go to overtime, but I think we're going to win in overtime. And I think we're going to lose to New Jersey in a shootout. We haven't had a lot of those this year. I don't think the Leafs have had Thank God. many shootouts. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, no it's so stupid. So, yeah. Those are our predictions for the week ahead. So, we will see you all next week. We will see if the Leafs can actually have a successful week in which our heart rates don't go past 140. Probably not. Who knows? Probably so, not. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Uh, check us out on TikTok, YouTube, if you want to see some cool past interviews with players like Daryl Sittler and the like. Don't forget to comment on our Instagram photos for your goal predictions, for your record predictions, so we can give you a shout out on the podcast. Believe me, we want to do it. I love it when we get to do it. No one got it right, though. So if you do your prediction, do it right, though. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, favorite three words, boys. Go, Leafs, go. Or don't give up. I, I, I don't know what I want to say here. I just um, turned blue. You did turn blue. Dabbadee, double die. Because the screen. Let's go, Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. I got nothing. I don't know. I always have to. There you go. That's the three words. I've got got nothing. I got nothing. That's it. Uh, Remember to take care of the planet. Yes. There you go. Uh, It's been fun hosting. I'm going to pass off the reins back to Ryan next week. So it's been fun. Cool. I have a big appreciation for you. So cool. All right. Bye.